गुरु चरण सरोज रज निज मन मुकर सुधारी बरनो रघुबर बिमल जसु जो दायक फल चारी बुद्धिहीन तनु जानी के सुमिरो पवन कुमार बल बुद्धि विद्या देहु बोही हर हु कलेश विकार जय हनुमान ज्ञान गुण सागर जय कपीस तिहु लोक उजागर राम दूत अतुलित बल धाम अजरी पुत्र पवन सुत नाम महावीर बिक्रम पजरागी कुमति निवारी सुमति के संगी कंचन बरद बिराज सुबेसा कानन कुंडल कुचित केश हाथ वज्र औध्वजा बिराजे काधे भूज जने साजे शकर सुवर केसरी नंदन तेज प्रताप महाजगबंदन विद्यावान गुणी अति चातुर राम काज करी बेको आतुर प्रभु चरित्र सुनि बेको रसिया राम लखन सीता मन बसिया सूक्ष्म रूप धरिसिय दिखावा बिकट रूप धरी लक जरावा भीम रूप धरी असुर सवारी राम चंद्र के काज सवारी लाय सजीवन लखन जियाय श्री रघुबीर हर शिवर लाय रघुपति की धी बहुत बढ़ाई तो बिह भरत भाई सहस बदन तुमरो जस गावे अस्कई श्रीपति कंठ लगावे सन का दिख ब्रह्मादिद सारद सहित अहिसा जब कुबेर दिख पाल जहाते कभी गोबित कही सके कहते तुम उपकार सुग्रीव ही कीरा राम मिलाय राजपत दीना तुम्हरो मंत्र विभीषण माना लंकेश्वर भय सब जग जाना जुग सहस्त्र जो जन पर भानु लीलो ताही मधुर फल जानु प्रभु पुत्रिका पहली मुख बाही जलधी लागी गये अचरज नाही दुर्गम काज जगत के जीते सुगम अनुग्रह तुम रे तेते राम दुआरे तुम रखवारे होत नहा क्या बिनु पैसारे सब सुख लहे तुम्हारी शरण तुम रक्षक काहू को डरना आपन तेज सवारो आपे तीनो लोक हाकते कापे भूत पिशाच निकट नही आवे महावीर जब नाम सुनावे नासे रोग हरे सब पीरा जपत निरंतर हनुमत बीरा संकट ते हनुमान छुड़ावे 
बद कृप चर ध्यान जो लावे सब पर राब तपस्वी राजा तिनके काज सकल तुम साजा और बनोरत जो कोई लावे सोई अमित जीवन फल पावे सार चारो जुग पर ताप तुम्हारा है पर सिद्ध जगत उजियारा साधु सत्य के तुम रखवारे असुर निकतर राम दुलारे अष्ट सैती नव निधि के दाता अस्पर दीद जान की माता राम रसायन तुम रे पासा सदा रहो रघुपति के दासा तुम्हरे भजन राम को पावे जनम जनम के दुख बिसरावे अंत काल रघुबर पुर जाय जहा जन्म हरि भक्त कहाय और देवता चित्त धर ही हनुमत से ही सर्व सुख कर ही संकट कटे बिटे सब पीरा जो सुबिरे हनुमत बल पीरा जय 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 हनुमान गुसाई कृपा करो गुरुदेव की नाई जो सत बार पाठ करे कोई छूट ही बधि बहा सुख होय जो यह पढ़े हनुमान चालीसा हो सिद्ध साकी गौरी सा तुलसीदास सदा हरि चेरा की जय नाथ हृदय बहडेरा की जय नाथ हृदय बहडेरा पवतरे संकट हरण बगल बूरती रूप राम लखन सीता सहित हृदय बसु सुर फूप सियावर राम चंद्र की जय पवन सुत हनुमान की जय उपति महादेव की जय बोलो रे भाई सब सदन जय श्री कृष्णा जय श्री राम वी हैव रिज्यूम द जर्नी ऑफ श्रीमद भागवत महापुराण लास्ट वीक वी हैव स्टार्टेड दिस इज आर सेकेंड सेशन आफ्टर द समर ब्रेक राइट लास्ट वीक वी लिसन टू द स्टोरी ऑफ शुकदेव जी एंड एज गुरु महाराजा जनक and later we try to understand the sequence of shrimad bhagavat mahapurana none of our scriptures are a random compilation every stanza every verse every chapter every skand every book is like a upward progression or a inward transition from the outer to the inner from the lower to the higher step by step by step at the use a lot of stories should i call them stories no these are facts from history if we consider them myths they would be achievable we'll say okay these happened in books they are not realistic so this is not mythology consider this history yes people like maharaja abrish people like prahlad children like dhruv people like the great sages agastya walked the earth and many are still there 
And when somebody like them, somebody like a Ram or a Krishna, was able to achieve the ultimate bliss, why can't we? Tattva, the basic foundation, the basic elements are the same. If you take out a drop from the ocean, does the composition change? No. The ocean has the same composition of elements, just like the drop. Right? And you put the drop back into the ocean, it becomes one with the ocean. So the drop is but the ocean. The wave is but the ocean. There is no difference. Unless and until we believe that this is achievable, this is not a myth, it is a reality. People before me have done it. People today are walking on the path and are achieving ultimate bliss. Why can't I? Of course I can. And with that determination of putting everything into practical application, like you know, putting it into our day-to-day activity, is the objective of scriptures. They are not... Most of, the, most of the time we feel we'll just go to the mandir, we'll do our puja or we'll go to the satsang, we'll listen and we'll come back and we royally forget. And then we take that spiritual life and material life are two different elements. They are not. These scriptures, again, as a reminder, why am I saying this? Probably this is a reminder to myself also that everything that I read, everything that is being narrated, Everything that is written is achievable. Hum kar sakte hai. So last time, we described the vidhi, right? There was a four-step process. It was given by a great sage. He said, first, adhyat karye. Listen, read, sit under a guru, make the scriptures your guru, adhyat Study the scriptures. Then, Badan, after reading, you should constantly bull over the scriptures in the mind. Whatever has been read. If it is just a simple stanza, which this is one of my favorites, which comes in the Rabaya. And it is said that the gist of the entire creation, the gist of Maya, the gist of liberation is in this. In fact, every verse, every word, if bulled over, can take us up, away, you know, take us to the blissful end. But we have to ponder, we have to think, badan, 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 badan. And then, pravachan, pravachan, charcha kariye. You do not have to sit in front of everybody and narrate. If you want to, that is blissful, why not? But instead of talking about mundane things, Start talking about what you are reading in the scriptures. What have you been thinking about? Charcha kariye. Make it as natural for you as possible. As we think, so we become. We talk about things only that which are in our mind, right? And then whatever we think, whatever we talk about comes into our action. And then acharad be utariye. We have to put the knowledge of the scriptures in our daily activities. How did Rab talk? How did Rab walk? How would Rab react? So, 
make him a reality make him your ideal ki he is my ideal so i should walk like him i should talk like him i should behave like him i will forgive like him i will remain stable like him i would love like him just keep thinking so after adhyad the study of the scriptures what do we do we do pondering badan and after that charcha pravachan talk about him talk to people about him and then the fourth will be while you are doing this slowly it will become a way of life your daily activities will reflect and always do reflect what you are reading right what you are thinking so if we think lord we will become lord and that we talked about the flow it was a very brief description as to what the scriptures are telling us so we said the book 1 of bhagavad shrimad bhagavad mahapurana is the adhikari skat we talked about who's adhikari who's willing to accept but one should also understand dogre ji maharaj puts it so beautifully you can keep reading his explanation again and again and again you know it is like keep reading you want to keep reading it till it becomes a part of your very existence he says adhikari to wohi hua na jiske paas bhagwat pahunch gayi if today you are listening to what is being said about shrimad bhagwat mahapurana from this asan you are a adhikari if the scriptures are coming to us and we are able to read them we are adhikaris there is a very famous saying when the student is ready the teacher appears and if bhagwat hari nam hari charcha the name of the lord is coming to our ears that we are adhikaris and we should feel blessed kyo god scriptures you thought we are adhikari to hear you not many get this opportunity feel blessed and thank god be grateful in the second it is sadda skat right we talked about sadda where we put it to put a lot of practices at place we put a lot of sadda would be activities okay spiritual activities to cleanse ourselves right that is sadda and there is a slight difference between sadhan and sadhana you can overlap it but you would not know when a sadhan becomes a sadhana sadhana is when you remain quiet so that peace comes to you it sadhana is when effortlessly you want to be quiet because you do not want to talk about nonsensical things the only things you want to come out of your mouth are good pure and divine so at bed the sadda start with somebody guides us right a teacher comes he says dekho aise karo don't do this do that walk like this talk like this eat like this for your destination if it is god this is the rule this is what you need to follow and it is true for anything effort is needed till it becomes effortless if you are a runner your coach will come and tell you right all these things needed he'll make you follow a rigorous 
chart rigorous activity rigorous routine so as with scriptures these are dots or these are not feel good things this is a proper study of the self for self realization can we take it liberally and say theek hai aaj sun liya to sun liya kal nahi sunenge i got busy no we should do that that's where a teacher comes the sadha begins the teacher could be in the gross form or in the subtle form he could be in the human form or he could be in a scripture form we have talked about the 24 gurus he learned from everything he saw the python the river the wind everything can become a teacher for the one who aspires then there is sarg and visarg sarg and visarg we thought about as creation is it different types of creation different types of species different and what is creation when another way to look at it would be if we are an adhikari a guru has come to us sadha has been prescribed a routine has been given and where this knowledge is put into our day to day life when it is created when it is made into an activity we follow when the words are put into action it becomes the third and the fourth book where they are telling us how this kind of a thing is created then stability that is stiti when these things when this kind of a archered a behavior of divine bliss is put into action what happens automatically stability starts coming a stiti we reach a stiti of stability we reach a certain kind of a certain kind of realization a certain kind of situation a certain kind of knowledge dawns we are able to analyze where we stand are we calm are we composed are we stable and slowly even if we are not the stability will come that is the beauty of putting the knowledge of the scriptures in practice and what feeds the sadha when we direct all our indriyas all our senses towards the lord we are in a stiti right we are stable we are not stable sometimes we are calm sometimes we are not when we talk about portion that is the sixth book they say take food take portion from the lord take whatever you can from lord don't look around for support sublimate reach the higher when in distress look at the lord when happy thank the lord start connecting to the lord and start deriving all your energies from him that is called true portion 
true nourishment for the soul. And then when we go on to the seventh and the eighth book, right? When we talk about Uttis and Manvantars, we are talking about vices and different different kind of vasanas. We all have different different kinds of vasanas. We oscillate between being good and bad or being just moderate. Some vasanas are sadvasanas, some vasanas are asadvasanas, and some vasanas are mishravasanas. Sometimes we are very good, sometimes we are very bad, sometimes we are a mixture of good and bad. Some are vices and some are deep-rooted and they are vastas. When they tell us in the fifth, oh, sorry, seventh book, what are the different kind of vastas and vices? In the eighth book, in Manvantars, they delve deeper. They say, when these kind of vastas or vices are arising, what are the things you should think about? Think about the Lord when you are in trouble. When wealth is given and joy is given, again think about the Lord. In time of trouble, keep your words. Just because there is sadness, sorrow, and you have been deprived, don't deprive somebody else. Don't pass on the sorrow. Give whatever you have. Even at that point in time, keep giving joy. And at all times, surrender. At all times, surrender to the Lord. This is the way to overcome vices and vastas. Khushi mein bhi Prabhu ko yaad kariye. Dukh mein bhi Prabhu ko yaad kariye. Jab khud ke paas nahi ho, to bhi dene ki koshish kariye. Give, even when you don't have. And at all times, be it sorrow or joy, just surrender. And tell Lord that all is happening as per your wish. And that is how vasanas can be extinguished. There are certain gross vasanas and certain set, subtle vasanas. Right? And the gross vasanas or the vices which are superficial, they are easier to attack. But the deep-rooted vasanas as we discussed, they are difficult to counter. And that is why currently the ninth book is Ishrokatha. We are talking about the Suryavachis and the Chandravachis. Suryavachi kaute? Ramji. And Chandravachi kaute? Krishna Krishnaji. So Suryavach, Surya is Buddhi. Right? He is a buddhi pradata, buddhi data, buddhi purifier, shuddhi kar karege, shuddhi karan karege. And what is chandra? Bad, our heart. We have to be pure in our mind and we have to be pure in our heart. All the vasanas, all the doubts, everything has to go not only in our heart, but in our buddhi. Not only in our buddhi and mind, but our heart also. So now they are talking about Suryavachis and Chandravachis. They are talking about different, different, different kings who were able to overcome their vices. And they talk about Ram when they are talking about Suryavach and his ancestors. 
and later slowly they will go to krishna we have to understand that rabji is very easy to understand shri krishna is not when ved vyas ji wrote the mahabharat he got very agonized after writing it because he felt that people did not understand the essence they were taking away the wrong meaning from such a divine granth he was distressed and then to correct his error he wrote shrimad bhagavat mahapurana he told people that please don't take the granth down to such a dubious level they are pure the interpretation has to be pure Shrimad Bhagavat Mahapurana is direct. It is telling you now, not through a story, but through direct words, what has to be done and what has to be left. It is not about convenience as to what we will take and what we won't. So he wrote Shrimad Bhagavat Mahapurana with such a sequence. Again and again I am repeating the sequence so that we keep in mind what we are reading and what we have to take from it. in the ninth book we are going to get established its sayab and sadachar control and good conduct at all times no matter what the situation just like shri ram what was okay no problem you give me the kingdom okay no problem somebody has harmed it's all right i forgive Somebody has been kind. Thank you so much. No extreme behavior. Always calm and composed. And that is what we have to bring into our lives. Unless and until we implement what Ramji had done, we will not be able to understand Sri Krishna. Krishna Leela will start in the tenth can, tenth skanda. nirodh but unless and until we are able to get rid of all our vastas and vices or at least acknowledge them will we be able to understand shri krishna we won't we have to follow ram ji the way he lived but we have to follow what shri krishna said we cannot blindly follow what he did he was able to lift the govardhan parvat he was able to dance on the kaliya nag can we do that we can't but then how can we say acha shri krishna did this so i can also do it no we can't they try dancing on the kaliya nag try lifting the parvat in your pinky or your pinky finger if you can't then you cannot follow his ashram blindly but over here ram ji he lived like us he walked like us he was a baduj avatar badushya avatar human avatar you but he told us exactly how we should live mm-hmm. at the day way day we are able to follow shri rab's way of life we will be able to understand what shri krishna leela is trying to tell us and that is why shri mad bhagavat mahapuran over here ved vyas ji consciously devoted nine skads to help us get to a mental frame to understand shri krishna You know, Shukdev Ji went to Raja Janak, and he was very doubtful, right? 
He was not sure whether a grihast, a householder, could become his guru. And then, later he was proved wrong. We understood. You know why the grihasthis are doubted? Because we doubt our ability ourselves. Shukdev ji over here, while he was narrating to Parikshit, Raja Parikshit, he suddenly thought to himself, I am talking about Prahlad, I am talking about Raja Abrish, I am talking about Raja Janak, I am talking about Raja Ram, I am talking about so many kings. Prithu, all these kings. And I am a Sanyasi, right? Nobody, not even Vedvyas, Ji who has written, not even Agastyamini, none of the Munis took this asad to liberate Parikshit. This asad was given to me. I took it. Yet I am talking about Raja Abrish, who is living amidst all the opulences. He is a king. He has so much to do. He has so many other duties. Yet he is able to uphold his dharma. Who was Raja Abrish? Raja Abrish was the one who remained standing for a year and waited for Rishi Durvasa to come back. We have done this story at great depth. So Shukdev ji said that then he must be a great king. He must be greater than I have because sitting here I am narrating about him. Now Shukdev ji nowhere is talking about his acharad, right? He is talking about the acharad or the characteristics and way of life of various kings and princes who were householders. And why he thinks that they are superior? He thinks that they are superior because a sannyasi gets free from responsibility. But a grihasti, a householder, has a lot of responsibilities. As a mother, you must be having so much to do, isn't it? You have to take care of your children, you have to take them to school, you have to educate them, you have to take care of the house, you have to take care of the food, you have to take care of your in-laws. So much of responsibility. Be it a man, he also has responsibility. Go to office, come back, take care of the children, think about the food, think about the fees. Parents have responsibilities, even children have responsibility. You have your schoolwork to do, you have exams coming up. There is a lot of peer pressure because you are in school. You are in sansar. A sadyasi has left sansar. Right? So what disturbs us does not reach them. Yet, a person who is able to be in sansar, who is able to be amidst all the hustle, bustle of this world, who is able to do all his duties, yet, be connected to the Lord in his heart is great, isn't it? When Raja Abrish, being a king who had thousand and one responsibilities, could go and clean the mandir on his own, who could go and mop the floor of a temple, who could take care of all the fasting, can't we do it? Who could still rever the Lord? Amidst all the responsibilities and opulences. He was also a Grihast. Most of the people we have talked about in Srimad Bhagavad Mahapurana are just like you and me. 
At this, understanding and acceptance is important. If we want to excel on this path, if we want to realize the Lord, because unless and until we accept that this is possible for an ordinary person like you and me, who has thousand and one things to do other than chant the name of the Lord, nothing is going to happen. We'll keep making excuses. We are too busy. Where is the time to think about the Lord? I don't even have time to breathe. You are breathing, right? Just add Ram to every breath. Hurry down to every breath. That is why they say, right? Manan, manan, manan. No matter what you are doing, read something about the Lord and keep bulling over it. While teaching your children or for the children who are studying, while cooking, while being in the office, subconsciously in your heart, bull over Ram. Wherever you take a breath, say, Hey Ram, wherever you are eating food, consciously remember and join your hands and thank the Lord. That is meditation. To remember Lord, no matter what you are doing. When in a situation, then stick to yourself. How would my scriptures ex- expect me to behave? That's it. Being in the Grihastasha, upholding all the responsibilities, yet being connected to God is the real achievement. See, if that is your path, so be it. They are great. Shut shut number to all the sadhus and sadhyasis. But that does not make us any less. What is achievable for them is achievable for us. And that is what our scriptures have been shouting out loud. Tum kar sakte ho. Abrish ne kara tum kar sakte ho. Parikshit ne kara tum kar sakte ho. Dhruv ne kara. Aray bachche tum kar sakte ho. Prahlaad ne kara tum kar sakte ho. Think. That is what they are telling us. No matter where you are, no matter in what situation you are, achieving that ultimate bliss is possible. Na jag chodo, na hari bulo. Na jag chodo, na hari bulo. Karam kar zindagari be, jiyo dunya be yo jaise, kabal rehta hai paani be. And in the ninth book, they are trying to tell us, Bad shut karo, Hriday shut karo, Vichar shut karo. Make your mind pure and your heart pure. They could do it, so can you. Not much is needed. And Parikshit is listening, Shukdevji is thinking. Blessed is Parikshit. It took him a second to drop all his opulences, to drop all his relations, to drop all his masters and vilas, all his joys, all his possessions and come and sit in front of me. Is Parikshit any lesser than I am? 
प्रत्येक शुभदेव जी धन्य धन्य परीक्षित प्लस प्लस परीक्षित दीज आर गृहस्थीज दीज आर हाउस होल्डर्स दे आर नो लेसर देन एनी सन्यासी वॉट इज अचीवेबल फॉर बी से शुभदेव इज अचीवेबल फॉर यू परीक्षित और एनी अदर हाउस होल्डर द ओनली थिंग इज वी हैव टू पुट आर बाइट टू इट एंड एनी थिंग इज पॉसिबल with this let's move on in the ninth book we heard about raja abrish's story and now we are going to talk about the ancestors of shri ram ikshvaku right ikshvaku was the son of padu now if we look at all our scriptures we'll realize that each and every scripture mentions a lot of descendants ancestors names family trees with such precision that they cannot be mythology this is history so when they started talking about suryavansh they said ram ji was a suryavansh he is a descendant of manu manu's son is ikshvaku and ikshvaku had hundreds of sons hundred sons out of which three were the eldest vikukshi debi and dandaka all great sages and ikshvaku once wanted to conduct a big yagna he decided to conduct a big yagna and he told his son vikukshi to go and get deved to offer to the yagna to the fire and he went to the jungle he went in and he wanted to get the devet however after finding the animal for sacrifice he got so tired that he decided to have a bit of it and after having a bit of it he came back and offered the same devet to the priest now vashish ji said are this has been eaten already how can it be offered to lord and while they heard this he said ikshvaku said ki this cannot be offered how could you eat this and because of this you will be banished you will be banished into the jungles for committing such a big sin it took him a minute to discard his son and throw him into the jungles why because he had tasted the offering which was going to be given to the devtas before it was being offered just imagine just one mistake like this and he was banished was it a very big error come to think of it how many times do we end up making this error the things we cook in our kitchen if offered to lord they become prashad bhai because when we bake that devet when we are making that bhog for the lord we are constant and very vigilant we know that we are going to offer it to the lord and while we are making it we are loveful we are thoughtful of what is going in we are 100% focused in our cooking and then we don't miss out on anything i just think when you're not making the way that you're cooking while you're cooking suddenly there will be a food call suddenly you'll run out and then you'll think are 
did I put salt or not? And then you'll taste it. But when we are cooking for the Lord, we know that we are not going to taste it. So we are so careful at the food after we offer it to the Lord and we eat it. It is so amazingly delicious. Because our vibrations, our love, everything went in. And the food came out with a lot of reverence. And before that, if you eat, it is a punishable crime. That means you were not focused. And when you are not focused, what happens? When we are brain is scattered, what happens? Disaster happens. And over here, Ikshwaku said that if you did not have that much self-control, to not taste what was to be offered, what kind of a king will you make? You are my eldest son. I banish you. Go to the jungle. Do tapasya. Correct your error. Saying so, he was banished. Not forever. Wherever we make a mistake, we have to find a solution. We have to correct ourselves. And that is what our scriptures say. He was banished. And then later, Ikshvaku heard the Katha of the Lord. He heard the Tatvagyan, the truth. And his delusion went away and he wanted to go, leave this body and depart. And when this happened, when this happened, Vikukshi came back to rule the kingdom of his father. It was not a punishment. It was for the betterment of his child. And then when he came back, when he came back, he started ruling very, very well. And the lineage that came after him was great. Because he had eaten the hair, he was known as Shashad. And his son was Puranjaya. So Ikshvaku's son, Shashad, and his son, Puranjaya. Puranjaya was as valorous and as great as his father, Shashad, and Ikshvaku, his grandfather. We have heard Raja Dashrath also would go to the heavens to fight the battle for Idridev, right? And this was a trend. It seems it was very easy for them to just go from one lok to another. Swark lok was not out of reach. In fact, Indra used to feel envious of all the kings who lived in Bhulok or in, in our earth, thinking that, oh my God, look at that valor. And at any point in time, whenever Indra was in trouble, when the demons were attacking him, he would come down and seek help. And so it happened again when Indra really, really needed help and the demons were attacking him. He came down to Puranjaya and said, Could you please help me? Save my kingdom. Save Abravati. The demons are attacking. So Puranjaya said, Yes, I will. But I have a condition. And the condition is that you will become my Vahad. Indradev said, Me, the king of Abravati, will become your Vahad. And... Uh, Purajaya said, 
if this is acceptable to you only then will i come and fight the demons now edradev had no option so he accepted the proposal he accepted it and purajaya went and was victorious from that day on he was also known as kakutsa or kakutsah or idravaha idravaha because idra in the form of a great bull became the vahan of purajaya such is the glorious history or the story of shri rab's ancestors of course that at this lineage a rab will be born what more valorous than the other ikshvaku just because bikukshi ate a bit from what was being going to be offered to the lord was banished to rectify the bidet we see a flaw we should not nurture it there and then we should work on correcting it it is okay to make errors however if we dwell on them if we don't work on them if we don't correct them then they grow bigger and bigger and bigger but the minute we face something or the minute a negative thought comes and immediately we redirect it or correct it if that's okay so we should not hold ourselves guilty if we have made an error this story is also telling us one very important thing every successful every person every great person be it spiritual person divine person might have a past in fact everybody has a past and the one who has a past does not mean that if you have a past which is not that glorious you cannot have a glorious future if there is a sinful past it does not guarantee that you cannot have a pure future past chhod do the day the realization comes that this is an error this will not happen again finish that error has been corrected half already and work towards making a better you a better be खत्म हो गई ना बात गलती तो सबसे होती है किस से नहीं होती वी कैन नॉट होल्ड आर सेल्फ गिल्टी ऑफ डूइंग समथिंग वेर वी डिड नॉट हैव द नॉलेज बट इफ वी डोंट करेक्ट आर सेल्स वेर वी हैव द नॉलेज देन वी शुड होल्ड आर सेल्स अकाउंटेबल तो ही वॉज बैनिश्ड बाई इक्शवाकू after that he came back and took the throne and became a divine king the ruler who gave birth to a son called purajaya who was able to go to the heavens and fight for indra not only this indra became his vahan this is again telling us that make indra your vehicle what is indra indra is our indriyas have them under control our senses wander our senses go to various places we do not want to give any trouble to our body and our senses isn't it jab bhook lag rahi hai kha lo jo mat kar raha hai kar lo there is no discipline in our life left and when there is no discipline the downfall is going to happen in any path it is not only the spiritual path 
where discipline is needed. You are doing a PhD, you are doing your 8th grade exams or you are a mother. Discipline is needed, right? And this is what he's saying. He had controlled Indra. Indra became his Vahar. See, we have these senses. We have these senses. We have this body. We have this mind. It is up to us how we use it. We can use it to revel in the world or we can use it to reach the divine self, to reach God. We can use it for good, we can use it for bad. It is up to us. Indriyas is for us. We can make it a vehicle and we can decide where we go with it. That is what Puranjaya taught us. And such was the lineage. In fact, it is impossible to mention all the ancestors and their deeds. It is so, that's why Srimad Bhagavat has selected a few. And it mentions one ancestor after another. And there was one ancestor known as Dhundubara. Again, Dhundubara, along with 21,000 sons, under the guidance of a sage, went and destroyed the demon Dhundu. For Idra. So this was almost Puranjaya 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, around 6, 7 generations after Puranjaya, still the ability to kill a demon for the Devas was there. This is Suryavaj, the ancestors of Sri Ram. So one generation after another generation, maintaining the decorum, maintaining the culture, maintaining the stability, bettering oneself. We are a subtotal of our ancestors. We have the power to liberate almost 21 to 31 generations before and 21 to 31 generations after. What I do today impacts those who have gone and impacts those who are going to come. If we Tell ourselves that we have accountability of 21 to 30 generations before and 21 to 30 generations after. Won't we be more cautious in our actions? Think. And so on and so forth. They go on mentioning one divine sage after another divine sage. Why am I calling them sages? Because in spite of being kings, in spite of ruling, in spite of reveling in the opulences and living there, they were still divinely connected to the Lord. They were no different from any sage. Most of our scriptures are filled with people who took up the responsibility of the Griyastashram because in our scriptures, mostly there is a step-by-step transition from the Brahmachari Ashram to the Griyastashram, from the Griyastashram to the Vanaprastashram, from the Vanaprastashram to the Sanyasashram. There are certain sages whose path is different, but for most of us, this is the four steps. But the problem is, neither do we live our Brahmachari Ashram like a Brahmachari, the Grihast Ashram, we don't take responsibility of anybody other than ourselves. And Vadaprast Ashram, we never want to reach. Sanyas to bohat dur ki baat ho jati. So yes, if you are that kind of a Grihasti, you are not comparable to a sage. I'm sorry. But if one is a Grihasti as mentioned in the scriptures, that one can be more divine than 
ਐਡੀ ਸੇਜ ਐਡੀ ਸਦਿਆ ਸੀ ਐਡੀ ਤਪਸਵੀ ਐਟ ਸੋ ਐਟ ਸੋ ਫੋਰਥ all the sages and their valor all the great kings and their valor has been mentioned till they reach a king called baddata 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 is has three sons and 50 princes 50 daughters now his 50 daughters have almost reached a marriageable age at that they reach a marriageable age the father gets worried right of any daughter he would want a fair nice suitor for his daughters and badata here also started thinking about that at the same time there was a sage called there was a great sage who was doing tapasya and his neighbor sobhari sobhari was a great tapasvi from years and birds and birds and birds he was doing tapasya and he got a lot of siddhis a lot of nidhis he was divine and he was doing his tapasya on earth but he realized that because of his siddhi and nidhi there was constant disturbance towards him constantly people would come and disturb him so he decided to take his tapasya under the river he decided to go under the yabuda river and carry on with his tapasya because he did not want to be disturbed because he did not want to be connected to the world he left everything and went down to the yabuda river to continue his tapasya but what happened while in tapasya he came in association he was in the company of fish of course in the ocean below machli to hogi na and while in the company of the fish he started looking at their their life as householders how they used to take care of each other husband wife relationships and he was like oh my god what am i doing i am alone i also want to enter sansar i want to have a family i want to have a wife and thinking like this he broke open his samadhi and he went up he went to earth and he went to badhata and he said you have 50 daughters i want to marry one of them now badhata looked at him sobhari was all wrinkled aged gray hair unkept feeble because of you know, he was how many how many births old not only years births old and he wondered whether my daughters will be happy with this kind of a sage so what he told him was tomorrow is the swamba where my daughters are going to choose their rightful husband so you come tomorrow and if they feel you are fit to be their husband if they choose you i'll be okay and when he heard this he realized that it directly badhata is not happy that sobhari has asked for his daughter's hand but he had siddhi he had nidhi he could do anything just like our arubad ji become big become small change his appearance so he changed his appearance to become nice handsome and young 
and when he came he was glowing because of sadha he was glowing because of his riddhi and siddhi he had changed his appearance to look young again he became young again and all the 50 daughters started fighting amongst each other to marry him so at the end what happened was all the 50 daughters married this sage and again what happened he started living a beautiful life because of his siddhis he created palaces he created chariots he created servants he created lakes he created his creation you know badhata was the king of the universe however when he visited sobhari his jawai he would feel embarrassed of his own possessions because it was nothing in front of what the sage possessed because of his siddhi because of his niddhi he could make anything and it was opulences better than abravati indra also would wonder ki my god abravati is nothing in front of what sobhari has made for his wives and years went by in this enjoyment and his enjoyment the desire for enjoyment the desire for this things desire for all these things never ended Now tell me one thing: If we put oil in fire, what will happen? It will blaze, right? It will blaze bigger. The flame will become bigger. So if you keep thinking that if I fulfill one desire after another desire after another desire, and then I will stop, will it ever happen? No, because you are putting oil in the fire. and every time you put oil in the fire it becomes bigger so it is wrong for us to feel that once i have accomplished everything in life then i'll take hari naam abhi to bahut kaam karna hai abhi i want to become this i want to become big cup whatever you want to become desires will never end so if desires will never end what is the right time to start hari charcha hari kirtan right now because when we hold the hand of hari all our worries all our desires automatically disappear if we wait for the desires to get over to reach the lord that will never happen because it will go bigger and bigger our wants will increase so sobhari got so carried away in this world he totally forgot that he was a siddh purush he was a sage who had invested births after births to reach where he had reached at what day while sitting he told himself oh my god what have i done what have i done i gave up everything i had so much of siddhis i had almost reached the lord what have i done i threw away everything for this for pleasures Beer pleasures, and he thought to himself, "What a waste! What a waste! How could I have been carried away like this?" The realization came to him, and when the realization, when the awakening came to him again, he thought to himself, "This must be Lord's Maya," because while he was on earth, he started thinking. to himself that i have conquered it all i am beyond temptations i am the greatest sage and with this thought he said why i don't want to be disturbed by these horrible worldly people i will go into the yamuna river and continue my tapasya i am not 
I have divided. I should not be with them. This overconfidence crept in. This ego crept in. And God did not want the greatest tapasvi to have this ego. So God said, okay, you think you have accomplished everything? And now you have come to the ocean. Even the company of a mere fish can actually divert your tapasya. Destroy your tapasya. Never let ego come in. Because once ego comes in, it creates a hole. And once the hole is created, khatam ho gaya fir to sab kuch. That is why overconfidence galat hai. And not only this, Sobhari, just by the company of the fish and watching what they were doing, got influenced. We have to be very vigilant of the type of company we keep. We cannot let our guard down. Whom do we talk to? Whom do we look at? Whom do we sit with? Whom do we interact with? Because those people are going to influence us. If we are in the company of the people who love God, who are pure, we are going to become pure. If we are in the company of the worldly people, we are going to become worldly. If we are in the company of greedy, we will become greedy. Such is the nature. If Sobhari, by the mere company of the fish, forgot all his tapasya, who are we then? Be very vigilant of the company we keep. Such divide knowledge. While they are starting, they are telling us, be vigilant. Whom do you talk to? What do you think about? What do you eat? Where do you go? Whom do you sit with? Company matters. Sangati bohat saruri hai. Sat sangati bohat saruri hai. And ye, we have to think. Sit down and make note. We are in the company of our thoughts. We are in the company of food. We are in the company of movies and books. We are in the company of friends. Are we in the right company? If not, then it is for us to decide what has to be done. And Sobhari left everything immediately. His 50 wives followed him. Not only did he liberate himself again, but he liberated his wives also. Just because they were in the company of the sage, they also got liberated. Such is the power of company. And such can be the blunder of long company. Sobhari tells us. With this in mind, we are going to close the session today and continue again tomorrow. Next week. Shri Krishna Govinda Hare Murari हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव श्री कृष्ण गोविंद हरे मुरारी हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव श्री कृष्ण गोविंद हरे मुरारी हे नाथ नारायण वासुदेव हे नाथ नारायण सुदेव हे रात नारायण वासुदेव ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय 
नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय 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 राम लक्ष्मण जानकी जय बोलो हनुमान की राम लक्ष्मण जानकी जय बोलो हनुमान की राम लक्ष्मण जानकी जय बोलो हनुमान की बोलो बजरंग बली की जय जय श्री राम जय श्री कृष्ण जय हनुमान जय हनुमान जय हनुमान